Great rising. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is that you're listening to this podcast. I'd like to say welcome. This is Thoughts of a Black Girl. How are you all doing? I am so good, so wonderful. Um, This is starting, actually, this is starting my uh, fast, my weekly fast. So I decided um, as part of my New Year's resolution, so as if you don't already know, I um, was introduced to a different calendar, right? I was exposed to more knowledge. I was exposed to things that to me made sense. And so to me, it makes sense that if I'm going to create or have a um, resolution or manifest or manifest something new in my life or have a list of things that I want to set forth goals and things that I want to accomplish this year. Um, uh, kind of look over where I've been the last few years, the last five to 10 years and kind of where I want to go the next five to 10, the next five to 10 years. Okay, and so the next five to 10 years, um, yeah, but for now, it's good to just focus on where we are now, currently. And so when I got introduced to this other, this new calendar, well, it's not new calendar, it's the more ancient calendar before the Pope changed the calendar. Um, when I got, when I looked at it, I said, yeah, that makes a lot more sense to go off the lunar phases, to align with the seasons, right? Um, And so for me, aligning with the season would be spring, right? The new new year, new seasons, spring starting, the beginning dead, winter, everything dying off, and then spring coming in, everything becomes new again, flowers start to bloom, uh, birds, love birds start to sing and mate and, and... the grass turns green again, the leaves turn green again. Like I said, the flowers start to uh, bolt or create buds. And that's how you know, right? It's the cycle. It's the cycle, the seasonal cycles that constantly tick forward, right? Like a clock or, or any other day or or like nature. So for me, I decided that it makes more sense to celebrate as if I'm celebrating the new year. Although I did the the January 1st new year um, celebrated in the in Western uh, society. Um is exactly, um, I decided, you know, whatever I'm doing on that particular day is most likely going to be, and what I was doing during that break was resting. We're on spring break now. Uh, I'm on break. I'm resting. Complete rest. I mean, kids are gone. I'm getting complete meditation, complete rest, Complete time with self, complete time to reflect, complete time um, with the divine, with the creator, 
right? So that he can, I can see myself truly, not only through the eyes of our God creator, um, our divine, but see me how he wants me to be seen or work on or come into what I need to be doing or where I should be or if I've even made it, right? (laughs) I can be kind of hard on myself. And I think I've said that in previous segments. And I've even said that um, on some of my social media platforms uh, through different um, platforms that I have. I've said that, like... Not to not beat yourself up. Don't be so hard on yourself because ultimately what I have gotten to even today was instructions, right? Instructions from the divine. These instructions, um, some people can't hear from the divine, don't have a relationship of their own with their creator, which is unfortunate. But for those who don't, yeah, it's good for them to go to church. It's good for them to go to a pastor. It's good for them to look at the Ten Commandments and be like, okay, so this is the basis. I shouldn't do this. I should do this. I can't, shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do this. I should do this. I can do this. I can't do this. I can do this. I can't do this. And then if they still have a problem, right, or they still are going through things, then they consult with their pastors and their priests and their church mothers and, and things like that, right? Or whoever they need to consult with, right? Um, However, what I have learned in this journey, in this spiritual journey that I'm on, is it's good if you do need to seek those things outside of you to get clarity for what is going on inside of you and in your life to help you bring perspective. You need to go to a counselor or therapist or whatever, you know, um, to kind of put into words and definitions what you might go through, what you might be going through, why you're acting in a certain way, or take me, take my example. And my example is not just my example because it's been done prior to me, but in meditation, in knowing that we all are creative beings here with a purpose, with guidance, um, inner guidance, because we're not just thrown out here. We're not just born just and then <laughs> go thin for yourself like a <laughs> like a bird that gets kicked out the nest ready. You know, if they don't fly, it's fight or flight or it's fall or fly or <laughs> whatever. It's not really like that because there's already so many things systematically and programmed to ensure that you bring in right some type of capital into this market this lives your livestock basically (laughs) literally livestock um but what i have found in all of the midst of all those things yes it's good to talk to people get get their advice or if you feel like you need a therapist, someone to, you know, to talk to, then that's fine. And then there's other creative outlets and things that um, can help you. So for me, it's writing. It's talking to you all on this podcast. It's um, my spiritual pages that I have on YouTube and on TikTok that I um, are able to help a mass amount of people or how allow God to use me. It's also 
the books that I write, the journals that I journal, uh, again, going back to writing as a creative outlet. Um, it's my students that I teach, right, that gives me insight because God can use anybody uh, to give you insight or give you some type, anybody, the homeless man on the street that might not have any money or dime to his, to his name, uh, might not have a dime to his name, right? Might not have no money, might have been strung out on drugs and lost his family, lost everything he or she, right? Could be a male or female, but they can give you something. They can talk to you. They can speak to you. They can have a conversation with you or say words to you. And it'd be the most wisest words that you've ever heard a a person speak or it could be so life-changing for you that you'll you've never been that impacted don't um judge right that's when you don't judge a book by its cover you can have and I've had these experience someone that may look like they're drink you know alcoholic may not feel from the outside or from their actions you would think they they know the clue about changing their lives around and getting close to God but they'll come to you and tell you about angels and how they see angels around you and how they've gotten some type of spiritual awareness or guidance just by your presence yeah don't discount anyone don't discount any of God's creations is what I would say right So anyone can be used in that manner, but for you, for yourself, because there's things that I've noticed and I've had my prayer time and my meditation time. And there's things that I've noticed about even myself that I have second guessed and I shouldn't have. There are things that God has given me instruction on and I got so excited. So I go tell people or that person. And they're confused, they're scared, they're tripping, they're looking at me like, are you, are you doing some type of magic? Like, what, how do you know this? Or what makes you think? And, oh, don't let me go even crazier on them and tell them the God told me. Because in that case, oh my God, right? Because how do I know I'm hearing God? How do I know, right? Maybe I should go see a therapist that's going to give me some medicine so I don't hear nothing, right? So if I hear something, I can kind of question it like, uh, why do I hear this voice? Right. But no. So I've had to learn in those aspects that some things that are given to me aren't meant for everybody. I've had to learn that some things that I know I can't share, which sometimes for me is one of the hardest lessons that I've had to learn because I know that's part of my purpose is to share and communicate and and transmute and and energy and talk to people and, and, and give them an awareness and, and, and a knowledge that they would never have tapped into if they not had been exposed to me in some manner or way. So it's kind of like, what do I share? What do I don't? Right. But then in meditation and what I was getting to is just in meditation or in deep thought or this time of reflection, And I started to beat myself up on some of the choices that I have made or things that I decided not to keep to myself or things that I have kept to myself that I feel like, oh, my gosh, it's too powerful to to keep to myself. Who can I tell that can understand? But then when God shows me when I'm shown in meditation, when I'm shown through the divine in different aspects or I'm brought into remembrance of certain things, like I told you about the guy who was um, 
just not judging a book by its cover, right? And so then um, what God has showed me is that I'm doing just fine. I am great. Not perfect, but perfect, right? Perfectly imperfect. Perfect in the mans of, okay, God, this was the instruction. This was the instruction. But when this situation came abroad or this side of me was exposed, I justified not being in um, obedience or I justified going ahead doing this because of this. But what I, I know that you're trying to do, what I'm learning and what I'm seeing you're trying to do is show me that I have the awareness, then get me to the point where I have so much faith that I stand on the awareness. And then once I have the faith to stand on the awareness, then I am then elevated to the next level and I'm retested one more time to ensure that I'm not going to falter on what that instruction or uh, vision or or insight or whatever I was guided to do or I'm supposed to be doing or not supposed to be doing, right? And so not only did I stand on your instruction and I was obedient to that, then the test came. I was able to pass because I stayed faithful and obedient. And I know that whatever you were instructing me to do that for was for my own good and for the good of those around me. Because it's not always about me, me making it, me being successful, me being intuitive, me being able to come on this podcast and, and speak to you all. Me, Everything that I do is bigger than me. I don't do it with selfish intent, with the ideology that is about me. I do it with the ideology that this is for the greater good. This is going to help more than just me. This There is a kingdom that's being built. There's a kingdom that's already built, but there's a kingdom that I'm connected to. <clears throat> the kingdom of supernatural blessings and, and abundance and wealth and cycle breaking. There's, there's this crowns and, and treasure that's for me, right? That is for me, but it's through me being able to share the gifting and share the things that God has given me to share with his creation because I'm a co-creator here with not only other divine beings, but with the divine being, right? And so whatever comes into my world, whatever you, I, I manifest, whatever I have intentions set on, and whatever God is allowing me to perceive and receive at this particular time, it's all meant and it's purposeful. So <clears throat> I decided the new year, so I, um, on another aspect, right, I had gained some weight, okay? And, um, yes, I, I weigh more than I've ever weighed without being pregnant in my life. Now I can blame it on being more financially stable, which on one aspect, certain countries do believe that when you're, especially Africa, when you're heavier, it's a sign that you 
are rich or you have money because money is directly connected to how you get your food. And if you don't miss a meal or you have plethora of meals and you can show on your body that you're eating the meals and you eat good, you fat, you sure in the heck ain't starving, right? (laughs) So a lot of countries associate being heavyweight with uh, prosperity and abundance because, you know, prosperity and abundance is overfill, overfull, right? So when you're walking around with your body and, and you got some weight on there, you overfull, <laughs> you got plenty, right? So one aspect, okay, my weight gain is associated to because I'm in a financially more uh, stable situation where I'm able to eat um, or have access to eat whatever I want, whenever I want. And although that is true, um, I also know that I don't, for me, I didn't want to spend them. I don't necessarily, I'm not going to shame my body. I definitely still look good. And it's starting to coincide with my with my age, which age is nothing but a number, but it definitely is coinciding with the age of this demographic and the area, again, of the demographic. So based on my age and where I'm at, um, it seems that my body was what my body was doing was trying to catch up with my surroundings. Right. But really, it's what I'm eating. It's not how much I'm eating. It's what I'm eating. So for me, um, being around teenagers and youth, really being around the youth and how the youth are, I try to eat, um, try not to eat like them, but they're surrounding me at all times. So if it's like cakes and snacks and buttery popcorn and sandwiches, uh, hamburgers, fries, Oh, yeah, that's going to start showing up, especially when I've come off of the last few years, barely eating meat or barely eating pork or really watching what I eat, not eating this, not drinking certain things and certain and things like that. So I had been watching what I was eating. I didn't stop eating. I was watching what I was eating. Plus, I was exercising on a regular basis, riding my bike and doing things like that. So now throughout the winter, over the last couple of years, that I've been teaching, I've been exposed to more cakes than I probably ever have been exposed in my whole life. <laughs> Thanks a lot to the kids. <laughs> and then I'm also less active than I've ever been in my whole life. So then with that, okay, what can I do for myself? So not that I feel like I'm more attractive, because believe me, I feel like I'm attractive with or without the weight. But I don't want to have to buy a whole new wardrobe. The season is changing and I have a bunch of clothes that I mean, totes on top of totes of clothes that I need to take out for the spring and summertime and clothes I need to put away for the winter because we're out of the fall and winter. And so um, in that process, I don't want to have to buy more clothes. I don't even have room for the clothes I do have. So it's like. No, I need to be able to manage my body because if I can't manage my temple, if I can't control my temple, then that means 
and that's the closest thing to me <laughs> is my body. What I, I can control is what comes in and out this mouth. <sighs> so if I lose control in that aspect, then what do I really have control over? Because if I can't control my body, that means I can't control my mind. If I can't control my mind, I can't control uh what comes in and out of my spirit. And and if I can't control that, how can I control what I manifest into my life? And and if I can't control that, then how can I control anything? When I know God has given me control over, there are certain things I can't control, but there's other things I have ample control over. And that's how I treat my temple, how I view myself, what I speak into existence, what I speak into my life, what I speak out and what I consume, whether it's mental food or tangible food like fruits and vegetables, hamburgers or whatever that I have to eat, truly. So those are things that I have taken into account. And saying all that to say that I decided to fast once a week or go on a fast once a week. What I've done this for is not just for to control what comes in and out of my temple, but it also helps me give reverence to the spiritual realm. And this reverence is not that I worship any and everything that I can't see because no, that's kind of quite scary and very um, dangerous because not everything that's been created that we can't see is really for our good. With meaning like if there's jealousy in real life, Right. And, and, and I'm not saying real life, but there's jealousy on this on this dimension. There's people that are jealous. There's stories even that go back centuries into the Bible. You have the story of even Brutus and and um, Caesar. Right. So all throughout time. And it's evident even in life now, there are people that are jealous of you. Their spirit doesn't like your spirit. Or their their spirit doesn't like your being. Your being doesn't it's something about their being that you might not like. You might be the jealous one, right? Listening to this. I don't know, right? But something about someone else's being you can't stand. You might distaste. Or you find something about them that you don't like, or whatever the case may be, right? You might not even know jealousy and envy exist in you because you might not have ever even learned what that looks like. And so um, it's always been stories beyond time. It's always talked about jealousy, right? And um, so there's no way for me to take on a mindset as above, so below, knowing that there's nothing new under the sun, that I can believe that people can take on a spirit of jealousy and envy and it not be on in a spiritual sense too. be entities spiritual entities that don't like you or I or any uh, any human or any woman a woman that creates life might not like that woman right or a man that has strength of a god like a black man no nothing against any other type of men <laughs> but I'm just saying Things like that. 
and then there's species or different species because if there's different species of animals there is different species and you can say oh we're all human we have five fingers da, 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 da. okay yeah but there's apes still have five fingers too monkeys and all that and they're not considered humans so let's get it together there are humans walking the planet that look like a human but they're not okay if you didn't know that you can say i'm crazy whatever you can say want to say but there's humans that are walking the planet in a shell and they're a different type of species or they're a demonic evil um spirit within right that's the jealousy and all these things well, there are some that don't take a form of a human body and, and just remain in spirit dimension, in spirit realm, not to go over your heads in any way, but hey, and they don't like humans. They're jealous. Okay. That's what I was getting to. So yes, I wouldn't worship anything or call on anything, but the divine light, those that my past loved ones and ancestors that are here to, to see me make it, to, to see, to ensure that my calling comes to pass or whatever my purpose is comes to pass. That's, that's what I'm talking about, right? So when I fast and I'm able to give an intention and reverence to my God creator, right? My, the ultimate being, and then all of his creation that he's allowed to or has given permission to come into my life to help me, to bring me up, to show me insight, to give me knowledge, to give me wisdom, to protect me. Right. And I give reverence to that them in whatever way that I seem deemed to do it, whether it's reverence through um, flowers or, or water or me sacrificing f- by not eating any food, right, for a couple of days. So every week I decided I'd go a couple of days, 48 hours, and just do either absolute fast, and absolute fast is nothing, or um, next absolute, which is just water, which is still nothing, but I am giving myself water. Now, I have went absolute for several days. I always get a massive downgrade or upgrade, <laughs> downgrade and upgrade, meaning I get insight downgraded into me and I get spiritually upgraded. Um, I get tested right after um, with um, a being or by a being that God has ordained to come in and it's been that way for years so I I know what is what I'm saying it's not something I'm making up I know what I'm saying is true um I also know that in this time where I'm fasting yes the goal is spiritual upgrades downloads things like that but it's also to shed some pounds (laughs) to shed some inches because when you switch up your um, system, and and I, and I, it was on the tip of my tongue, but um, the 
the system, and I can't think of the word, but I know I'm going to think of it when I go back and listen to this segment, or when you're listening to it, you might even think of it too, but it's, it's not burning car. It's not about burning carbs, but it's just the way your body is made up to burn fats and, and acids and different things, right? And so you're probably thinking of the word right now, and I can't think of the word right now, but it's going to come to me eventually. And so as I'm switching up my system to where I can confuse it, um, I'll end up being able to see tremendous progress um, by intermittently fasting like this, okay? And um, I suggest anybody that that um, can do it in a and they don't have any health conditions can do it in a healthy manner that they do it. Um, and you might not even need to lose weight, um, but intermittently fast for your spirit, for your soul, right? It's a detox for your soul and your spirit, okay? And we're actually no earthly good. Well, we can be no earthly good um, if we tend to go forth and we only focus on one aspect of our being and not the the mind body and soul as a whole right and so I I hope that I've helped you in that manner I wanted to get on some finances today um as well and so for me I realized um, you know, the saying goes mind over matter, but this segment is going to be called mind over money matters <laughs> because honestly, the money thing is, a, it, the money is a mind, money, having money, the whole thing is a mindset. Um, feeling like I have to spend or feeling like you have to spend on something, but when you have it, but then when you don't have it, you don't have to spend. Uh, reminds me of some, kind of a conversation. Um, and then I'll get to what I was going to say. And then I was having my daughter. And she, she you know, she started a, a little job while she's away at college. And I said, okay, well, you can save. And she was like, I don't, I was like, what you worked here, this place, she was working at a, a, a little fast food place by her college uh, campus, and she quit, which is fine. I mean, she doesn't have to stay at that job, but she wants to do extra things or wants to put money away or save money and stuff. So, yeah, it would be economically wise to go ahead and get a job and and put your checks away. Um, However, she hasn't saved any money. She has spent, and... Um, I helped and encouraged her to get a college credit card. So she only, she got a college credit card, but she, she almost maxed it out. And so I told her, you know, we sat down and we discussed this and I was like, how, how are you in this financial situation when you don't have any bills? 
If you need money, you can ask your dad and I what you do. You just literally wanted to get a tattoo, random money too. Money I don't, I don't even spend on myself. I'm sending you. You want to get a tattoo? I send you $150. I want a tattoo, <laughs> but I'm not about to spend $150 on a tattoo or $500 on a tattoo right now because that's not that's minute in my goals. That's not a goal of mine. It's not something I'm looking forward to. Um, however, you're young, right? You're 19. Uh, so yeah, to you buying some rent, some new shoes or buying something off Amazon or getting a tattoo, that's, that's what you look up to, look up, uh, look forward to. However, for me, and I'm looking at your situation, you're complaining, right? So what you're complaining about is the fact you can't eat. You don't feel like you can eat out as much as you, you really don't have to eat out because you got a unlimited card to the food stations. But unfortunately, yes, you, you grew up with a mother that likes exquisite food. I like to cook different things. We also like to try different restaurants. So you grew up trying all this different stuff. So when you go to this food court, you're over, you're tired of pizza, pasta, hamburger chicken that's the only choice it's the same thing every day in the college food court if you've been to college you know college cafe or even high school cafe or if you didn't you know school cafe right basically is going to serve the same roundabout things every day for as long as you're there when she she got four years so she's already she's only gotten one year down and she's already tired of it. She is absolutely over. She wants to leave, live off campus, be able to cook her own food, all this stuff. Because she's tired of eating the same things over and over. She don't like sharing bathrooms. So she, she, she grew up with a clean mom, right? I, didn't, I like clean bathrooms. I like different, trying different foods that gives them an ability. I mean, you think I'm exaggerating. Let me tell you, it's no exaggeration. I wanted the best gumbo and beignets, so we drove to Louisiana. No cap. I wanted to try alligator, so we drove to Orlando. No cap. I wanted right. So if you're getting to, if you get this, you'll get this. I want to go to a state and eat something that they're known for. So, I mean, I didn't get to go to the Philippines, but I know Seattle has the best Filipino food. So I go there and I get the best Filipino food. That's what I'm talking about. Right? No skies. There is no limit. You, you want to try something. You want to experience something. You want to go. Just go do it. I have shown my children. Just go do it. Now. My, again, mind over money matters because I never look at my situation like I don't have enough money to do it. I just do it, right? I might complain a little bit afterwards like, whoo, I spent so much money or I didn't spend this much money or, oh, that cost that much. I mean, we wanted to try a seafood restaurant, but I wanted all my kids to try it, right? So we go and we try and it was all right almost a $400 bill, <laughs> right? That's not something we could do every day. 
But if I really wanted to, I mean, I don't know what my pockets would look like, but I, I would do something like that where I could take and have these experiences that they will always remember the rest of their lives. Taste experiences. You don't forget food a lot of times. You don't forget places you've been when you've been somewhere, right? Um, I know I had a friend who mentioned his trip to, to um, Egypt. He was there for a week or two. Life-changing. To this day, if I haven't talked to him in a while and I go to talk to him, he'll bring up his life-changing experience. And I don't want to get to, to him and respond like, you know what, you told me the story a few times already. No, you don't. Because I knew, I know that it's so life-changing for him that he may never what, experience that experience again, but it has impacted his life. It opened his mind up to seeing so much more than what he had been able to see if he was just being still or just looking at the TV, right? That's just an example, right? So anyway, I, um, we find a place we went on, uh, me and my kids went on a vacation before too, or about, I think we, we actually went to Myrtle beach this one year. And, um, so I looked, I looked up best, like known mom and pop's kitchen in Carolinas and we found one food was immaculate. Home with pop kit, like storefront, you wouldn't even know it existed. I had to travel off of the road a little bit to get to it. Food was immaculate, but I made it a point. We're going to go somewhere. <laughs> We've never been. That's known for this place where we are at. And I can't even give you the name of the uh, little mom and pop's restaurant we stopped at in the Carolinas, but it was nice. It was good. Um, also, so anyway... I was looking at my finances and the reason I wanted to name this segment mind over money matters is because you're spending the money, the, the limitations is all a mindset. It is completely a mindset. Um, I, I was looking at my, my bills, right? And I'm like, okay, this is what I'm paying with this paycheck. This is what I'm paying now, right? And this is what, I mean, anyone should do when they're budgeting, right? And then I look back at my bank accounts and I went over and I said, okay, let me look and see what I spent for the month. Because literally we're starting over, right? With April. And I want to see what I spent in the month of March. March was a long month, okay? So if you're listening to this, this is the 31st. Or the 30th. So we got another day in March. But I'm already looking towards April. And I actually have a book. um, Which I am going to be releasing a book for you all. Very soon. That you'll be able to do some of these things that I've been doing. Um, It'll be called Thoughts of a Black Girl of course. But it's going to be able to help you in this. But I write the whole year. Every year I write the entire year. So... For instance, um, I have one, and I'll name them. So, like, one year if I'm working on, if I'm going to be journaling and talking about my spiritual uh, journey, then that book is going to be called whatever topic or thing that's given to me. So, one, um, I believe, for instance, one is called, and this is for example, um, 
The Awakening. Or one book might be called, um, sorry, I'm actually going to go look and see. I can give you an exact name of one of the books so I don't have to just give you random names. So I have one called Abundance and Manifestation from a prior year. Um, Prior year before that, Journey of Discovery, New Era Begins. So I name, I get these like big, thick, five subject, five star notebooks and on the cross of them I write the theme of that year and every day or when I'm led um I'll write something um whether it's journaling uh mostly it's journaling and spiritual awareness and things like that that I gain throughout the year and then I start new when the new year begins um same thing with budget too so then I take, uh, I have a one subject and I'll just say like, I'll call it, for instance, this one says budget 2022, 2023. Okay. And so we're in March, but the beginning of the year, um, actually this one particularly started the beginning of the fiscal year, but I don't expect you all to be that detailed, (laughs) And be like, okay, the fiscal year starts September, and this is going to run from September to September. Fiscal year, fiscal year. I'm I've been an accountant, so I I do, I can do things like that. You don't have to do that. Um, when I create the book that I'm going to uh, send out and have, give you all access to, it's not going. I don't. I haven't decided or haven't. meditated on if I should allow it to be a fiscal to fiscal year book or should it just be January to December like the the um the Gregorian calendar that you all are used to going off of um but it has every pay date already mapped out for the year uh It also has pay breaks. So, for instance, I open my book up and it has March 31st. Uh, March 31st says spring break. And then it has already pre-calculated expenses. So I know that, for example, the 31st um, pay is going to be to take care of the bills between the April 1st to April 15th deadline right because that's kind of how the cycles of bills go that's kind of so anything that's due in between april 1st and april 15th will be taken care of with that paycheck right well because your bills really don't switch up dates the dates don't switch up i know that there are certain things like for uh, I'll give you an example of, of what mine says. There's certain things that I know that I will pay out of this, which is your my rent, my gas, my cable, credit cards, a couple credit cards. I I if you don't have credit cards, you could take that part out. Sometimes I don't have a credit card bill to pay, which right now I don't have to pay these credit cards, but I like to pay my credit cards off to zero every month so that they always report at a zero balance or at least no more than like I have one reporting with $2 balance on it, <laughs> like something like that. So that there is, and there is nothing, 
reported on my credit card balance. So that's kind of how I would do that. Um, making sure you don't overspend. So I'm telling my daughter, spending, you're spending again, mind over matter, mind over money matters. If you didn't have the money, right? You, you, if you, when you didn't have a job, you didn't have the money and someone's already paying your phone bill. So, and you don't have to pay your overhead rent or nothing because you're at a college dorm. You don't have any spendings, right? And you don't have to spend on certain, certain other things because it's already taken care of. So then when you don't have any money, you don't have anything to buy. But as soon as you have the money, it's a mental thing. Mind over matter, mind, mind over money matters. Then all of a sudden you have all this stuff you want to buy. Same thing. And, and it doesn't, if you don't get control of the earlier, you get control over the better. So if she gets control over it now, before she's actually sent out into, this is like the pre pre adult stage, right? You still don't got your own yet. You still, you know, you still depending on your parents and other things. So yeah, you, you don't really got a clue, but you got a clue, right? You're not, you, you got an idea, but you got to better get a hold of or control of, especially what you're, you're allowing yourself to do. Right. And so for me, like I said, if I can't control my temple, my body, my mind, soul, then how am I going to have control over other things that my mind has to have control over, like my spending habits or what I'm willing to spend or what I'm willing to say or my discipline habits, right? Or my ability, to, my integrity ability, my integral ability, right? The things that God has instructed me to do or what I should and shouldn't do, right? And then doing them or not doing them based on the instructions that I was given. And it wasn't an instruction like, oh, you're going to go to jail because this is against the law. No, it's an internal instruction. It's a spiritual instruction. <laughs> it might not be breaking the law, but my God, my, the, the one who governs my spirit, my soul, the go- one who governs my temple is over the government. So whatever God is telling me to do supersedes whatever the government tells me to do. And if I do what I want to do, right, if I do what I want to do, then I'm finding myself and it's against what God has instructed or or I do something and I shouldn't have done it. Right. Then I'm having to go back to God. And ask or sometimes plea or just be in a covering or ask for a covering or I'm going to have to take on that consequence, take on the consequence of my actions. So for for instance, for my daughter, and I'm tackling back and forth, but hopefully you can stay attuned. But for my daughter, I wanted her to see that awareness. See, well, all the you don't have money saved like you should, or you don't have this or this and that. Because when you do get money, you feel like you have to spend it. But you don't need that particular out to eat food. You just are used to what you're what you're used to, right? You're used to having different things. So you got tired of the same thing. So you want to be able to go spend on something else, right? Well, then the sacrifice, are you willing to sacrifice? Just eat a salad, switch up your salad, eat, eat pizza one day, plan it out. Things, um, another, or, or plan out what you want to spend and what you, what you're, and what you want to spend your money on each and every day. And don't do or go above or outside of that. 
you get that underway and under control now, mind over matter now, then when you become an adult fully and a fully operating adult, which means you're done with college, you got it, your career, you're, you're, you're in a place, a condo, a house, apartment, wherever you want to be, you're making money and you're paying your bills and you're putting money in savings and you have your money to spend. And you're going to build upon that until you decide to procreate or share your life with someone. And hopefully, and, and if we've shown you the right, then you won't get with anyone who's going to bring you down. You'll get someone above you, above where you are, your status, above your pay rate. And they'll help bring you up or you get someone at your level and y'all can come up together. Either way, it's up from here. (laughs) And even for me, I am considered I'm going towards what they consider middle age. I don't feel like I'm middle age. I don't look like I'm middle age, but I do see weight gain like I'm getting older. I do, uh, when I start to exercise, the impact of me exercising, my endurance is a little less because I haven't been working out like I, like I should or should have been, right? And not working out like that's the end all be all, but working out meaning working what I need to work out in me, which is just creating balance. If I'm going to eat a bunch of fatty foods and make sure that I have all my insurance for heart heart attack and all these extra stuff on the, you know, in case something happens because of the repercussions of eating the fatty food. If I'm going to get the insurance, then I need to even more so have God as the insurance that covers my body. Well, if God is the insurance that covers my body, then he's going to guide me to eat and I'm going to be guided to eat the things that bring replenishment to my body that's going to bring healthy healthiness to my body it's not going to be insurances make sure I don't have a heart attack because I'm eating a bunch of food that's going to give me cardiac arrest because I'm filling up my cardi um, I'm filling up my um, arteries with a bunch of fat and and oil and shit that I shouldn't be eating in the first place and then the consequences of that I'm going to be what it's mind over matter So I have to change the mindset. So me saying, okay, well, I'm going to watch this. I'm not going to eat so much of that. I'm going to bring a balance to it. And then I'm going to balance out my whole entire eating schedule or my whole life by just adding intermittent fasting. And so then I add the intermittent fasting as I have today where I'm not going to eat anything. And that's going to bring the balance. It's going to bring the balance to maybe the the steak and shrimp and, and, and pasta I just ate the last few days ago, right? That's on the, the food tip, but on the money tip for the money. So when it comes to money matters, right? One of the things that I had discovered, I was like, okay, I want to build my savings. I want my savings to be so, um, built or so full or so saved. I want so, so much So uh, such a cushion that I do that it's not that it doesn't seem impossible to have a year's worth of income saved up or six months worth of income saved up or or be able to have a rainy day fund on top of vacation fund on top of um, investment funds. Right. I want to have 
you want to have, right? If I'm saying I want it, this is, if you don't have this, this is what you should financially be seeking after too. An investment fund where you can use your money and make sure all that, that money goes towards is investments, whether those are businesses, business ideas, or stock market, uh, trade, trades, whatever. That's investment dollars. You're investing, okay? Savings, savings for anything, right? Car go out, whatever. Uh, the economy shuts down for another six months or a year and they don't have a stimulus package to give everybody or whatever the case is. That savings put up where you can, you can live off the currency for six to a year, six months to a year or more, right? And then your regular bank account that should just have money in it. Because if you do feel like going to get Starbucks, when you feel like going to get Starbucks, you should be able to go get Starbucks. If you feel like going to get a caramel macchiato, right? Go get your caramel macchiato, right? Or eat out, whatever. And then it should be a cycle, constantly building. And over time, you see the wealth gained, right? But it's a mindset. So for me, for example, like I said, I have everything planned out. The, the, the biggest plans are the ones that are residual. So the mortgage or the rent, I know if once a month, that's going to be paid. And it's usually out of the last check. Now, Yes, am, am I able, just to show you, just to give you an example, am I capable of going into my savings and paying the rent up for a few months or a year? Yeah, I could pay the rent up. But why, why am I, why would I do that? Why would I, why am I doing that? Why would I do that? Okay, so I'm, I'm not thinking of in a detriment need where I got to pay in advance, I'll pay it on time. And that's what I've done with my, like my bills. I see when they're due and I'll pay them closest due date to when I get paid. Now I did have it on automated, automatic payments, but I really like having more control. So I don't know if that means I'm controlling. I think I've asked that question before, but I like having more control. The automatic payments, the due dates do tend to change from day, from day to day, from week to week. So I don't really, yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm financially comfortable, but I'm not stable enough to where I wouldn't notice two or three hundred dollars coming out of my account um, whenever, like just randomly, I notice so I would rather set it up where I pay when I look at my account, I figure out what's, what is going on with my budget for that month or what for, that week, for those few weeks, and then I do the bills accordingly to that. Eventually, and God knows that um, it will come to a, a, a stable place to where... It, Everything's coming out when it wants to, and it, it is what it is. Right now, I, I still do desire to have control over when things come 
in and out of my account and that I know when it's happening. Now, um, but what I'm getting to after the money's out of the savings, and this is what I was telling her, I'm telling her, I'm telling you all, and I'm gonna wrap this, this segment up for the, for the, uh, for the week. But, um, after the calculations have been calculated, so not only have I looked over what my spendings were, where my money went over the entire 31 days, then I look and see what is coming up in April. So for me, I have, you know, you'll have the same residual phone, gas, electric, rent or mortgage, cable or internet if you have those. And then I have a lot of other little things because I I have kids and they're into entertainment. So I also have the monthly Disney Plus stars. We got Disney. I don't even know if I have time to go through the list, but Netflix, Hulu, all of those streaming services, Apple Music, all of that. So all of that together is probably a, a good $100, which is not bad when it comes to I could be paying cable services and have a bunch of ch- channels I don't watch and it'd be a hundred plus dollars or I can pick and choose the streaming services that I'm into and I'll pay what I pay through that right so that's kind of how that goes so all of that's calculated and set up right certain things that I don't plan for I don't plan t- I every month or every time I get my nails and feet done almost residually. However, I wanted to stop doing it. I I know the UV rays is not good for our bodies. And so on top of that and using the microwave, I just didn't want to be exposed to it. So I try not to go very often. But when I do go, like I did a few days ago, that's a $100 expense. That is not something you just... <laughs> take lightly when I looked at it and I was like why am I over or why have I spent more this this month than I plan to oh that's because not only did you take your kids to a seafood restaurant and spend four hundred dollars you also went and got your nails done you also you know went and got your hair done you did this and this and that well that's not a, a those are not monthly expenses that I pre-calculate so then when I'm spending five six hundred dollars in a month's time that did not have a predestination that should have just went into a savings or could have not should have could have went into a savings do I beat myself up about it no but I do look at it and then I make adjustments on what I need to do better or what I need to be more aware of the next time that's kind of how <laughs> the money thing goes right um for me now I I realize my bills are paid savings is put up all these things are pre-calculated you know of what's going to be going out during this time however then it gives me $300 spending cash to me I'm like oh that's oh that's not too bad that's decent but that's $300 is until I get paid again okay not to mention I mean money's went in my savings a good third of my income goes into my savings things like that but what am I supposed to do with that $300? Because I can, I have the capacity to spend that, right? 
and I'm going to, this is going to be just a small extended episode. I'm going to just go into a little bit of what I do and how I plan to do it. And then uh, we'll wrap it up for this week. But hold on, just a short pause. So what I was saying was, let's say after my uh income let's say your in your income right this can be used you can interchange interchangeably use the advice i'm giving you because i use it for myself but you can apply it right it doesn't matter i might you might have a thousand dollars left over i might have three hundred dollars left over next person might have fifty dollars left over the next person might have $20,000 left over, I mean, hypothetically speaking, but whatever, right? Whatever amount after your, let's say, and it depends on your bills too. I mean, your, your pay. So if you're weekly pay, you can apply this to weekly, uh, weekly, bi-weekly pay, apply this bi-weekly. Uh, if you get paid once a month, apply it monthly. If you're on the SSI or social security or whatever, right? You can still apply these and I don't have a name to the method this is just how what works for me um so since I do bi-weekly and I have my book and I already have pre-selected the days or the pay that's going to take whatever particular hit right whether it's electric gas and rent and then on another I pay um internet entertainment whatever else or or vice versa maybe or choose to pay everything out of one right and then make the other one just be savings and 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 spending right it's a little harder to do it like that because you probably need daily money and that's why I would say do it broken up based on how you get paid. Um, so if you need daily money or if you believe that you you might not even need daily money, right? Even like I tell my daughter, it's like she doesn't need any money until she spends it. Or she doesn't need any money until she has the money and then she spends it. And then she feels like she's in need of money when it's really an illusion. It's a mind over matter thing. If you looked at your spendings on what you spent money on and you realize that it's minute things or things you absolutely could have lived without that's what you sacrifice that's what you live without if you're going to complain about how much money you have or how much money you don't have look at what you're spending your money on and what can you take away what can you live without what can you go without right or what do you have to have on a regular basis and make sure you're calculating it after your savings not cac- or calculating it before your savings <laughs> whatever you need to do so that you can um handle what you believe that you need to handle so all back to the basis of what I do right so let's say um for example I I get a paycheck and out of that paycheck, um, let's look, uh, give you some, some, the real life example out of that paycheck, 
I'm paying the gas bill, a couple credit cards, and I'm paying my cable, right? And the rent or a mortgage, right? So for me, that's normal. Uh, I'll pay that and then I'll choose for the next pay to pay the electric, my my uh, life insurance and my, uh, or insurance, right? It doesn't have to be life. It could be car insurance, whatever, right? So in paying insurance, paying my phone bill and paying the electric bill, but I don't have to pay the rent, right? Then the set amount that I'm always going to take out for savings, the amount that fluctuates for me every month is the amount that I have on hand. It goes up and down. If I have a lot more money on hand, then I'm going to spend more money on hand. Or I'm going to put more money in savings. Um, This last pay, I actually put more money in savings. Had less on hand, but it balanced out. It would have balanced out a lot better on hand spending if I didn't do a couple of the random things, right? The random things that I did made it so that I'm starting back at zero on hand. Not necessarily zero on hand, I, <laughs> but zero on hand. Plenty on, on, in the count, plenty, you know, plenty in the savings, whatever, whatever. It's cool. It's decent. But zero on hand because I overspent my on hand cash. So I see that. I see it clear. I see it in my accounts. I see it on paper, right? Did I plan for it? No, I didn't plan for it necessarily to be at zero on hand, but I'm okay with it because we're starting the month over. New pay is coming, right? Payday might be tomorrow or whatever for the general population or this week or next week or next Friday, whenever you get paid, right? But in this case, hypothetically, payday's tomorrow. And but I'm starting out with zero on hand. So based off my calculations and what I want to put in my savings, I should be able to have three hundred dollars on hand for the next in this hypothetically give or take, right? Um, on hand for two weeks. Now, how I spend the next two weeks if I'm going to be self-aware or am I going to be frivolous? Am I going to um, ensure that I don't go over? Well, how would I ensure I don't go over? Divide, right? So, for instance, I divide 14 days because that's it's 14 days from one paycheck to the next paycheck. So I divide my on hand or what I um, expect to have on hand for 14 uh, in the 14 time, the 14 day span. Now, if I go over what I expect, that means I'm doing too much, really. I mean, and it is possible to be doing too much. Random things come up. I, I don't. I try to tell my my children, I try to tell, you know, any any of my listeners, 
we we can prepare and be prepared, but I mean, you never know what's going to happen day to day. So, yes, my on hand is is at 300, give or take, right? If I go over that, and I know when I go over it, because I've gone over my on hand, um, I know when I've gone over, because what happens when I've gone over, I go into my savings. And when I go into my savings, that's when my mental, I, I start, I feel like I'm losing control. Losing control, meaning if I couldn't be aware of my spendings and be so much on what I'm spending day to day that I now am a few days out from my from my next payday or I'm now out and I've had to dip into my savings and I've had to dip into it for random retarded stuff and when I call what I call random retarded is oh I went to um realize I needed some gas but I should have already had the gas calculated so how am I oh because I overspent in this arena or we ate out here or I got my nails done or I did this oh that's why I'm having to do this to make uh, to go in here to get this because I need that when no matter what where money is if I need gas and I don't have on hand funds, I'm getting my money. I'm getting I'm getting access to the funds I need to make sure I have gas or oh, tire. A nail goes in my tire randomly. That's for a new tire. Well, maybe the plug it might be 30, 40, 50 dollars, but a new tire is like 220, 230 dollars. I know I just got just got one not too long ago. Right. So if that is not pre-planned, that's part of what's supposed to be, that's part of on hand, I should have it on hand, or my savings. But I shouldn't have to get into my savings to get $200, $100, $50, $30. So if I did, that means my on hand, I didn't, I wasn't self-aware. And not being self-aware in your life, right? I might start it out as simple as saying, controlling what you eat but it's more than just eating having control over your mind body spirit having allowing the knowledge and wisdom that God is giving you to show forth in the fruits and the fruits that you have is how you're maintaining your finances how you're maintaining your day-to-day how you're maintaining what's given to your home, where you're living, your bedroom, if it's just a bedroom or your bathroom, if it's just a bathroom or your body, if it's if it, first and foremost, your body, because if your body's not kept up, then you can't, you won't be able to keep up with the day to days of just living, right? Going to school or going to work or, or being able to function or mentally be able at the capacity to function. So I divide it. When I did the the division, it was like 21 and some change. It was a little off uh, of an even number. So I round up and down. So I did, let's say I just have $20 for the next 14 days. That's $280. That's less than the $300 of on-hat cash I need. So this is showing me if I have, by the end of my 14 days, if I have, and you can keep track literally, that day it takes a lot or each day it takes a lot of discipline and on top of it but you can keep track that day um but let's say i'm like okay i'm not gonna spend more than 20 that's 380 uh that's 280 dollars for the next two weeks that's 20 no more than 20 dollars a day that's on anything whatever it is 
on hand cash. It's not nothing to do with bills, nothing to do with um, um, savings. It's just what I got to spend a day, right? And it's $20. So if I got $20 to spend a day, every day, that's what I got. Then when I go somewhere and I eat, let's say I eat out twice a day. That's another good thing with intermittent fasting. Let's say because most of money, if it's daily, I don't smoke cigarettes. So then that would be expense, right? That daily expense if I was smoking cigarettes or if I was a smoke uh, smoker, um, if I was a drinker, those those are expenses. If especially um, isms, right? Uh, addiction or things like that. If I had addictions on top of this, this is more of not being self-aware, but also learning self-awareness in that mind over matter, mind over money matters, right? So if I had an addiction, this would be a lot worse because then that $20 a day would probably be down to like $5 a day on head cash because $15 of it would be going to my, my smoke and my drink, right? But let's say I'm not addicted to, it doesn't have to be alcohol or smoking. It could be, what, those daily Starbucks drinks that are like, I don't know about y'all, but mine are no cheaper than $6. So mine go from 6 to $9. Don't let me get a, a pumpkin loaf, right, on that Starbucks drink. And that, that meal, them, that, that daily, if I, but I can't do that, you know. The pumpkin loaves probably also help gain, add to my weight gain. But let's say I got a coffee drink and a... And a pumpkin loaf two times in a week. Two times in a week. That means that's definitely exceeding my budget. Because that's um, $13. $13 for a pumpkin loaf and a drink for me. If I was doing that every day, that only leaves me $7. So that... I could technically get a Starbucks drink, a loaf, and and eat out for lunch barely. Because $7 is barely pushing it for lunch every day. I could do that. There's the weight gain, right? There's that weight gain. If I eat out every day, which I have done, especially, for instance, this, this week or the kids not here. And so if I eat out, that's an expense of... 10 to 20 dollars because what i'm eating i'm going to go to a restaurant or i'm gonna get something it's, it might last me two meals in that day i might be able to eat lunch and dinner off of that but it's still 14 15 15 dollars now let's say my kids are here so let's say you have kids if you don't okay more more money to yourself but i've met the brokest people asking me for money and they don't have no kids or they might have one kid and then that kid might not even live with them. They might make as much as I do or they might not make as much as I do, but they still don't have no money. And they're still asking some uh, uh, a single woman <laughs> for money. Right. Or maybe that I'm just saying I've had family members do it on a regular basis. I'm just saying. So I look at them like, OK, it's mind over money. It's mind over matter. You, there is no way you don't have no responsibilities outside of yourself. And all you have is your bills and you're not able to manage what you've been given. God gives you how the universe, the universal laws. 
you get blessed with more when you've shown that you can handle what you have. Then you can expand and have more of. Usually, I mean, ideally, that's how it's supposed to go. So if you don't have, if you have and you're not able, it's like being a good servant, right? And it's just, and I and I like the analogies that the Bible gives because when I'm trying to correlate life lessons, being able to pull out some scriptures or some tales from the Bible really helps because they are basic instructions before leaving earth. And those instructions said, you're a wise servant. If I give you a coin and you come back with five coins, if I give you a coin and you don't bury that coin and then when it's time to me to kept as the master to get my money, all you've given me is what I've already given you. But if you can come back with more than I've given you with running over, I can get what I I can get back what I gave plus and there's more there's enough for you and I on top of what I gave. Come on now. That's a wise servant. And that is the application that needs to be applied throughout everything in your life. And so, yeah, when, again, when the kids are here, it's not the same because I can go, we go out to eat once and that one, that one time that I feed and that's, and I do have more than one child too. So I have, and they're not little kids, they're not babies. So I'm not getting like little, little happy meals or nothing. Everybody's getting, I'm going to use McDonald's as a, uh, but everybody's getting a Big Mac meal or everybody, everybody's getting right. Or I go to Pan Express or something and I'm getting the family that feeds four to six because there's four of us. Yeah. So, yeah, that's 40 bucks. That's thirty five dollars. I'm going to KFC or pot pies or somewhere like that. That's 40 to 50 dollars. So that's two, almost two and a half days worth of on hand cash for that one moment of eating. And usually there might probably be leftovers, but it might be leftovers for, so it'll be like, maybe it'll cover all of our dinner and maybe I can take something to lunch the next day. Maybe depending on what the leftovers are. Right. So then that's two day. That's two and a half days for that one day. We better not be doing nothing else. <laughs> right. So it's like, when it was like, no, we're not eating out no more this week. Or we're not eating out. That just took that one day of eating out with y'all. Now we're not doing nothing for the next two or two or three days. Can't go nowhere. Not doing nothing. Right. That's kind of how that goes. However, on days like this, for instance, it's a holiday. Um, my kids are gone. But it's also pay week. So, no, I, I, I do have the extra, I have those extra spendings that I would have been spending like on hand cash day to day, right? I would, might have spent a little bit more frivolous because one, the kids are here, they would be here, we're all on break, and I have on hand cash. However, the fact that we just ate out and spent all those hundreds of dollars at the at the restaurant a couple weeks ago, I will ensure that I'm more self-aware of what my spendings are when it comes to out to eat. Because 
when I'm looking at that, I'm looking like, you know, that could have went to savings. That could have been money towards, you know, something else that then I would have had money for this or that. I mean, if I needed it, right? Or y'all want to plan a vacation this summer. Well, then us eating out three or $400 randomly at a local restaurant, we could be, I could be saving. And I tell the we because they ask me for money all the time, but we could be saving this money and then planning to spend it on a big trip all at once f- during something that we want to do, not in little increments throughout the, out the months or the weeks, right? So there's different ways to go about things. Um, for me, like I said, I'm, I do that da- calculating the daily method. I know for sure, for certain, it's really easy for me to tell if I go over my on-hand cash for that day because it's already set. I do that for vacationing. Um, I do the, I've done the envelope method. I have what we're planning on doing, where we're planning on going, right? Written on the outside of my envelopes, what I'm supposed to be spending at each place. And if something doesn't go according to plan, I don't either end up spending, we don't end up going somewhere, then it's more money that's going on to the next day. However, if I do end up spending more money, then it's less money that I can spend the next day or the less things that I can do the next day. So for right now, I'm at the beginning of the month, right? We're at the beginning of the month. And I have 14 days. And yes, I I can make my on-hand cash a lot more than $300. I can make my on-hand cash $1,000 if I wanted to. But why? Why? If, if I have wealth mindset, if it's mind over matter, if, my, if I'm in good health, my bills are paid, I don't have car payment. That's another thing. <laughs> not having that car payment so I don't this is me calculations that I don't have that you expenses you might have so if you have a car payment you of course you got to incorporate that however you need to incorporate that into your spendings but um so I I don't need to be overzealous I don't need to be like oh I just want all this unhead cash because um I'm about to go get I need a Fendi bag and I'm just I need to go shopping at the mall and I just want to go buy the latest uh Jordans because I think there should be some Jordans coming out this Saturday and I need to do this or I need to do that that sounds so frivolous that sounds like someone who's not wanting to create wealth or someone who thinks they got wealth or someone living beyond their means or someone living on a champagne what champagne tastes on a kool-aid budget again i'm a teacher (laughs) y'all already know what it is (laughs) right but i can still live in wealth based on my mindset because again it's mind over matter mind over money matters right so it's it's a mindset i feel wealthy i feel i believe and see abundance I feel abundant. I do the things that needs that I need to do for my body to feel to have true prosperity and wealth because believe me it's not connected so much to the promissory note as you would think. It's more con- connected to your mindset. <laughs> it doesn't matter if I'm making $20,000 a year or if I'm making $70,000 a year. If I have a wealth mindset, I can make whatever income, whatever I get work because I'm working it and I'm making it work for me and it works for my situation and I'm being wise. Right. And so 
that's kind of how I would suggest doing it. Um, again, if I happen to go over my particular daily budget amount, then again, that has to, I have to be disciplined enough to know that if I don't want to tap into my savings, I'm trying to build wealth, I'm building a savings, I want to have several different type of savings accounts, I want to have several different types of investment accounts, and I know that's what my goal is. And I don't have a particular end goal because the end goal happens when my life is over. But until that daily self-awareness, what I'm what am I going to do each and every day? And that's one of the things is not spend on things I don't necessarily have to have. I don't have to have a, macchi- a caramel macchiato with vanilla syrup added. I don't have to have a matcha green tea light ice with extra chai with foam on the top with a side of warmed up pumpkin loaf bread I don't have to have that those are like what I don't have to add that right do have to put gas in my car though to make sure that I get my myself to the places I need to get myself to take care of my responsibilities or appointments or whatever I need right do have to make sure those things are taken care of. Um, what else? I do have to make sure I eat. But if I have done my budget right, then I should have budgeted, right? Budgeted food and groceries inside of my refrigerator that I can eat off of. However, if it's, and I know it's just me, then I'm fine with taking five or ten dollars. And out of the $20 budget, daily budget that I have and going to buy lunch or buy me dinner or buy me breakfast, right? Now, no, it's not. I wouldn't want to spend all day eating out all day unless I was out all day. It's not even that good of food. (laughs) I cook better than half the half the restaurants, most of the restaurants I go to. So why would I want to do that? So then just spending the money, spending on the things that I know that's that I need to that I absolutely need, cutting out the things that I could go without. I it's and it's been a struggle. The last 48 hours, let me tell you, the struggle is real. I wanted a caramel craze from Dunkin' Donuts. And I thought about it and I was like, mm, I'm I'm on break. I'm, on, I'm basically on vacation. I usually grab one sometimes every so often, probably once a week or once every few couple weeks. They're like, for me, they cost about six, seven dollars. They're good. Big, large caramel coffee, iced coffee drink. It comes hot or cold. It's, it's one of the best drinks that um, Dunkin' Donuts has. It, they put cinnamon and sugar on top. I mean, whipped cream. I'm, I'm look. I'm talking about it now. And that's because I'm fasting. But prior to the like the last couple of days, I've been wanting it. every day. I'll think about it and I'll be like, you know what? I don't need it. I don't need the spendings. I don't actually even need the coffee because I'm not doing anything. I'm just relaxing. <laughs> so yes, I love the taste of it. But why do I want to spend it? I don't. So let me not. And then the day. And even though uh, payday, like right, I said, payday's tomorrow, starting off for April. Um, 
But what am I going to do? What I've done was mind over matter. I set my fast, and I might change it up on the different days of the week, but I set my fast this month, or going into this next month, on Thursday and Friday. So then I'm fasting, my fast lands on a payday, so I'm not even more so not prone to go spend or do anything frivolous that I don't technically have to have or need in my life. So then that's two days of the $20 that I would be spending a day, right? But I'm sitting at home, I'm fasting, I'm doing, uh, doing the internal work, also doing the work that God has given me to do, like talk on my podcast to you all, or go on my spiritual pages, or give reading, whatever I'm set to do, <laughs> right? Whatever I'm supposed to be doing on, on my journey, I'm doing. Which means what I don't have to do is get in my car and use gas. Get in my car and go get out to eat food. Get in my car and go get some coffee. Do I have the money to do it? Yes. But I have the self-awareness and the self-control and the wealth mindset that all plays into why would I when I don't have to? Why would I need to if I don't want, like, if I don't technically, then none of it I have to do because my bills are paid. And those are things I feel like I have to do because I got to keep it warm in my house. I got to keep the lights on, got to keep the refrigerator cold. I have to keep the water running. I have to keep a roof over our heads. I got to make sure those are the things I have to keep. So if those things are being kept, I got to keep my phone on, right, to be able to have communication in and out of phone lines. If those are the things I have, I know I have to pay for, then why not once those are paid for and those are taken care of, I just sit back and chill. All the eating out and hanging out or doing fun things or getting my nails. And now sometimes I do feel like I deserve the pampering because I'm because I am wealth mindset because I'm I do work hard. So I do de- believe and look at it like, oh, well, you know what? I need some self-love. Let me go get my feet massaged. Okay. I can afford it. Why not? Right? It's when you can't afford it. When you're taking your paycheck and out of, I don't know how much your paycheck is, but let's say you get $1,500 every every two weeks or $1,000 a week or may, let, let's go even lower than that. Let's say you're not even at an economic middle class pay and you only get like $500 a week. All right. So out of that $500 and you don't even get it a week. So you get it once every two weeks. So once every two weeks you get a thousand dollars and out of that thousand dollars. Oh God forbid you have a car payment. I am so sorry if you have a car payment out of a, out of that type of income, but it's okay. You can still work it out. It still works out because then if you're paying bills or rent on with that, then make sure that when you pay your, your rent, your mortgage, that you don't pay it out of the same check that you pay your car payment. If you don't have a car payment, take away the car payment. <laughs> but if you, let's say you had a car payment, right? So then one check, you're taking the lump sum for rent. And hopefully if you're making a thousand dollars a pay, your rent is not more, <coughs> excuse me, 
than $700 of that. If you, and a lot of times it probably is. So let's say your rent is $1,000. I'm so sorry if that is the the case where you pay $1,000 in rent and your income is $2,000. It's still doable, but it's tight. It's tight. (laughs) Your budget's tight. Okay. Um, So let's say that's, that's the case, right? You, you make $2,000, you're paying $1,000 in rent and, or even if it's not $1,000, let's say it adds up to be $1,000 with utilities and rent. Okay. And so then that gives you $1,000 a month, but you got to break it up. You either have to take 500 and 500 out of each paycheck so that you have about $500 out of each paycheck then you you break it up your your um car payment too so let's say your car payment is five hundred dollars a month Whew. which i know on average if you got a nice car it's probably like seven hundred dollars a month but let's say your car payment or you got really you know you maybe you're almost done paying your car payment let's say your car payment is five hundred dollars a month but by the time you got car insurance and all that stuff it's probably like seven hundred dollars a month that's seventeen hundred dollars that's three hundred dollars a month that's not including all the other things and expenses. So you're definitely living living well above your means because you got a car payment and you got a rent payment and those that car rent payment is not sufficing for your income. So you're probably having to get another job or hopefully, or either you have to get another job or you are getting in a relationship that you feel like you have to be in because you can't live on your own or you're getting roommates that you feel like you have to have because you can't live on your own or you're staying with your parents which you have to do because you can't live on your own or you, yeah or you're just working a whole hell of a lot several jobs whatever the case may be or you had or your rent is within your means your mortgage is within your means you don't have to worry about that and but even if you cut that to where you're 500 500 that gives you a thousand dollars a month right whatever it is that you have after your expenses after your expenses, your your monthly expenses that will never change, you set those down. Never changes. Electric, gas, phone, you don't have to have cable, but if that's a part of it, uh, whatever, right? And you don't have to have expensive phones. Like, I get mad at Verizon every month. Every time I see my bill, it's higher and higher. Do I, do I want to pay the expensive ass? Sorry, forgive me. Verizon bill, because Verizon bill is, Verizon, I believe, is one of, is, is, not one, is, not a belief. It is the most expensive phone company. But if you don't, if you can't afford Verizon, <laughs> if you cannot afford a Verizon account, because they're expensive, then get you a cricket or whatever costs the, uh, um, boost or whatever right that costs 30 or 40 dollars a month you don't have to pay 350 dollars a month (laughs) you don't i do because i i want to ensure not that me and every single one of my children under my roof have a phone or have access to a phone also want to ensure that if my teenagers travel anywhere in this country they're gonna have reception (laughs) so that's why i'm willing to pay but if you can't afford it, you can't afford it, right? So get what's what's in your means, and whatever you have left, 
and break it down. I'm saying monthly because it was easier over the over this podcast to kind of give you an example. But if you can break this down to where it's not that you can see on a daily day, day to day, then there you go. Right. Your expenses are calculated for the day to day. You you've done your <laughs> basis of what you can spend on hand cash and you might find if you don't have no on-hand cash left today, then you might just be living over your means. Too many bills. Cut it down. L- where you're living, too expensive. Get a roommate. Or, <laughs> right? I, I don't, you know, you, you make it work for you because you're self-aware of your circumstances. God wouldn't give you more than what you can handle, but you sure in the hell can give yourself more. Based on who you, what try, what type of life you're trying to portray, what are you, who are you trying to impress? What are you trying to do with yourself? What is, what is your mindset on wealth building, or people pleasing, or being, you know, elaborate when you don't have to be, trying to fit in when you should be the outlier. Right. Those those type of things. So anyway, take your daily, uh, take your expenses, break it down. It's a perfect time to do it. Uh, You if you haven't got paid this week, you will be getting paid the week of April, whatever. It's still the beginning of the month. Right. It's still the beginning of April. We're still in the newness of spring. Right. We're springing forth. And so change your mind, change your life. Self-awareness, do your calculations, what your built spendings, what is residual, which means that's going to occur same time, same amount every month. Make sure that's already pre-calculated in and then the fluctuation, what you're going to need for gas, gas like driving gas. If you're not driving like that, then you might not have to spend like that, right? Um what you're going to need for anything else that you have to spend that you believe you have to spend your money on now. And then the intangibles, the stuff that you don't have, you don't think about. Like if my kids randomly came up to me uh, when they got back and said, Oh, my friend's birthday party is on Thursday. Can we go buy her a card and give her a gift? And da da da. Well, no, I didn't plan on spending that, but I know that I'm going to spend if they're asking me for that, that's $25 just off rip because it's $20 gold in the card. <clears throat> Unless I'm really extremely fond of the person, but $20 in the card, $5 for the card. That's $25. That's basically, that's, that's like a set what birthdays get for me. And so if they didn't tell me weeks on hand, then of course I'm going to spend my on hand cash for that $25 spending. However, if I already went three or four days and not spent any money on the on hand cash side, then I have 60, 70, $80 that I can put towards, or I can have, I have on hand that's on my on hand on top of the extra $20, right? That I did not calculate because if I'm saying I'm only, my goal is to spend no more than $20 a day for 14 days and that's $280. But 
my budget is $300, then I'm already under budget. So then when I go two or three, four days and I don't spend anything because I stayed at home and I stayed within my means and I didn't go get that macchiato or I didn't go get any extra, I didn't eat out, I didn't do none of that extra stuff that I tend to do out of plain access and convenience, then there, right? There, that it, there it is. Then I have no problem and it shouldn't take no money pro- issue or no detriment to buy some, to buy a birthday card and put $20 in it and send it off with my, with my, one of my children or whatever, or whatever the case that comes up or, and it don't have to be that it can be anything. Uh, a child come home and say, Hey, we're going on a field trip. I need $17 for this field trip by such and such. Okay. Well, I have the $20 on hand. If I, t- if I have been spending, then of course, if I give that, that $20 to that child for that field trip or whatever they have going on that day or for that time, then I know that that's it for that day spending. Like I, I put that 20, I gave you that $20. (laughs) That's, that's it. We're not doing, there's nothing else happening this way. Right. But then again, if I've went several days without spending anything, then it's just going to balance itself out. But the goal is by the time I get paid again, not to be at $0 on hand, but maybe have 20 or $40 on hand. Right. And after so long of having the extra on hand money, then I just have money. Right. To do what I want, when I want, whenever I want to do it. And after so long. Right. However. If I start spending it, it will dwindle. Right. So I might can go a week or two, not eat out, keep all my on hand cash on me because I haven't done too much. Been chilling, sitting back. But then. The next week. Or the next couple of weeks, I decide, hey, I don't feel like cooking none this week. Kids, we're eating out. And we eat out every day. Then, all that on-hand money that I had the previous week or previous weeks or any, it's all gone. All of it. All at once. And I'm starting over from the beginning. Right? So, it just takes, <laughs> that self-awareness and self-discipline is everything when it comes to having a wealth mindset. Um, because it's not just wealth. It's not just the promissory note. It's not. It's your habits. It's your habitual habits that you do each and every day. Things that you allow and don't allow. Things that you feel that are important or not important. What are you doing with it? What are you doing with yourself? Your time? What are you feeding yourself? Spiritually, mentally, physically, right? In all aspects. So I hope that I have given you some insight. This extended episode has went a lot further longer than I expected it to go. But if you have stayed tuned to the for the whole time, for the whole thing, I appreciate it. I'm thankful for you. Thank you for listening. I hope you've gotten some extreme golden nuggets from the insight I've given you. Um, also, if you're interested in donating for uh, the Youth Explosion this year's Youth Explosion, will be july 22nd so set your count uh let me double check (laughs) i was like uh before i just start saying set your calendars (laughs) i know that i 
Yes, July 22nd. <laughs> Look, um, I have not got the set times. I believe I'm going to do um, 11 to 5. I think I've previously have done 11 to 7. Um, I definitely am going to do um, either, either probably going to be 11 to 3 or 11 to 5. I have not decided on, but I do want to cut it out a few hours because... These youth explosions, I know that I'm promoting it. I know that I go online. I tell you that I have a nonprofit that you can donate into this 501c. It's a private nonprofit company, so I can't ever get the big uh, corporations to donate. But I can get local initiatives, local community members, people who are listening to my podcast. I can get you all involved if you're willing to be a giver and be involved. So, um, And you all can you definitely use the money that you have invested or you give or the gifts you donate or whatever, you can uh, definitely write those off as charitable, okay? Because it is charity, all right? Um, the the hours that I would spend out, the time that I, I put into getting everything ready for these youth explosions, for the face, uh, for the talent show, for the free food. I mean, it's not just a, pe- a, a little cracker you know that they get that they get chips they get drinks they get um popsicles they get uh hamburgers or hot dogs uh they are able to play games there's different different games available to these uh to the to the youth uh on top of like i know last year we did the 360 i'm probably gonna have the 360 again um where they they're able to get on and have fun talent of course talent show the live dj the jumpy houses i mean all of it is for them it's free for them i think um believe that i did a little charging uh for the tickets this last time where i think i charged like a dollar ticket or something like that and that's because it helps it helps with the prizes Uh, the talent show winners win a hundred dollars up to five hundred dollars depending on um what what's going on so it's like everything is given back or in essence of so they're playing games and they win they win the prizes the prizes can go anywhere from a lightning uh light up football to uh, jump ropes or um i think i had a uh like little mp3 player or just different things for all age groups and it's really um something that I look forward to doing something that I've been blessed to be able to do God has ensured that financially I have been able to um make it happen and make it work for the community um I am looking forward to it. If you are in wanting to get involved, if you want to send if you want to send donations whether a cash money order I don't, I don't recommend cash actually. (laughs) I take the cash comment back, but money order, gift cards. Um, if you want to send gifts, any of that, you can send it to PO box 21, Marion, Indiana, four, six, nine, five, two. All right. Thoughts of a black girl. Everything can be, um, signed to thoughts of a black girl. Thoughts of a black girl has its own bank account, its own entity. It's its own. Okay. So yes, I give a lot into it. I'm donating. I'm Sending money from not only my Minks business, but my my paychecks as a teacher. Like I'm putting money towards this. I'm putting my own money towards it. I definitely get um, 
the community involved. I definitely get donations and stuff from uh, smaller businesses. So I'm going to definitely be out trying to ensure that I get the uh, recognition and help uh, with around the community as well. But if you're interested, you can go to thoughtsofablackgirl.com. There, I believe there's a place for you to donate or inquire, get involved. You can uh, email me if you like, toabginc at gmail.com. If you want to know more information or you have questions for me directly, you can contact me on uh, at my email. I will answer my email. I do look at them. I get a lot of emails every day. Um, but if I see that it's from a person, um, my listeners, I see it's, uh, related to the youth explosion, things like that. I see that someone's inquiring about the talent show. I answer those. Okay. I get back to you on those. I don't, uh, leave, sit those. Uh, usually it's the commercial. (laughs) It's usually, uh, marketing that I don't really, kind of look into so if you're on my website and you're inquiring but you're marketing something you wanting me to add some business products or something from your your company or you're trying to make money for your company things like that I don't answer those type of things I actually could answer if they're if someone's booking an actual consultation business consultation from me and they need me to talk directly to them about their businesses or business affairs or financial affairs and things like that I am a wealth builder, visionary specialist, things like that. Yes, I I will help with that, but that also comes with a price, and that's also on the website, and you can look more into that when you go into the website. So otherwise, if you have anything that you want to give, donate, uh, share with Thoughts of a Black Girl, we are here. I am here to uh, accept all love and donations and money and light and all those things that are good so um otherwise thank you for listening thank you for being here thank you for um listening to this extended episode or segment and until next time and i hope that you've changed your mind mindset so you can change your life if you're already on the right path kudos and i'm still glad you're here but again until next time god bless you and peace be with you